22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. It's like I can't get away from her. I swear to God. <laughs> it's just nice hearing her not yell at you. <laughs> that, 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 that sounded like yelling, though, right? <laughs> well, anyway, happy 2018, everybody. Welcome to our first podcast of the year, and we made sure you came out the gates gun blazing for you. Welcome to another, let me fix this, there we go, much better. Welcome to another Galaxy Far, Far Away edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 118. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me as always is the man who embraces his dark side. People who aren't of color would refer to that as masturbation. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. But you're better than normal. You're abnormal. <laughs> sure. uh, Leela saying that to... No, that's Fry saying that to Leela. There you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and with us, as always, is the man who runs this Millennium Falcon that we call the podcast to precision. And just like it's pilot, he's quite furry. RT Square, off the tech. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you ever wonder to yourself, maybe I'm not an introvert. Maybe I'm just surrounded by people that I hate. <laughs> yes, every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now let me introduce you to our guest. First, he's a good friend of the podcast and always stops by when we discuss anything with the word star and wars in it. I guess. Um, he's our resident Jedi nerd. Please give it up for Jazz. Every single time I come on this podcast, I'm afraid that I'm going to say something that will make it the last time that I come on this podcast. <laughs> You're getting close. I know. It's, it's only a matter of time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, trust me. People have said words. We've had to edit some people out. Big Kev. <laughs> and our second guest is usually known for his independent graphic novel series, Sons of Fate. But now Homeboy actually got some time off his hands. He's done with work and he has time to play. Actually, to be a bit transparent, when we did the Rogue One podcast about a year ago, he reminded me that he that the next time we have a Star Wars podcast, he wanted in, no matter whose lap he had to sit on. So coming, di- <laughs> so, <laughs> so coming from directly from Ralph's lap is the man. Whoa! With- <laughs> I feel like Santa Claus. <laughs> I just let you know my lap's getting cold. <laughs> Get in line, Mike. <laughs> Please give it up for the man with three names, one personality, John Paul DeJong. I'm leaving. I'm not going to be here anymore. I'm not sitting on any laps. That wasn't true. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be hard for me, though. But All right, so um, today, why we have two guests. You already know what it is. You probably read the label when you downloaded the episode. But this episode is going to be, um, excuse me, this episode will be Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Finally. 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 <laughs> it only took a few months. It's okay. It's okay. It's I mean, only been out a month. Weeks Has it? Has it really? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's only been out for a month. It just feels like forever because we've been out of, out of practice for a while. But first, before we get to any Star Wars talk, Mike wants to spread the latest geek gossip and new nerd knowledge right to you. He's kind of like that nosy neighbor that hangs out the window who always has the scoop. And he, oh, girl, he can't wait to tell you. Let's give it up and let Mike tell you some quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kai. Girl! <laughs> Alrighty, bippity boppity boo. No CW slot for you. Now, although Riverdale is a hugely successful show for the CW, its first spinoff, which revolves around Sabrina the Teenage Witch, was passed over by the station's executives. 
The new Untitled Sabrina series will be based on the horror comic Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and was originally announced to be under development by CW, but will now be brought to viewers by Netflix, which has given the series a two-season order, uh, with Madman's uh, Kieran Shipka as the lead role. There is no release date available yet. I don't know what to, to feel about Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I can't wait. I, I know you can't wait. But, I mean, especially, has anybody read the book, the, the actual book that's in publication now of um, The Chilling Tales of Sabrina? No. No. And no, no. Um, it was was what's his name still doing the the art the one who was doing it for um the uh, the Archie Zombie Adventures. What's his name? You know that guy? Is he going to be more Rob- specific? Robert. Oh man, Roberto. Oh man. Mm-mm. Nope. Oh boy. Francesca. Francesco. Oh, I don't know his name. Go ahead. Juan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck! Quizzing me. <laughs> the answer is no. Okay. <laughs> That guy's not Francovella. Francovella. There we there go. We there go. we go, Francovella. <laughs> so he's not. Well, anyway, the point is, I heard that book is pretty good, but a little creepy, so I'm wondering how creepy they're going to do, especially for a CW show that's very like, take your shirt off and look well, pretty. Well, it's not a CW show. It's a Netflix show now, and it will be horror. Yeah. Yeah, the the rumor is that Netflix turned it down because they're of their uh, Charmed reboot or Charmed Next Wave series that they're doing. Wait, you just you said mean, that. You mean CW turned it down. Right. Yeah, did I say Netflix? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. So wow. Okay. Interesting. But there's still going to be a show going on, and because it's hard now, Mike definitely can't wait. I know about that. Yeah. Listen, Cap. Just because you get scared watching a commercial of a scary movie doesn't mean that we can't, you know, keep watching. Wow, you were such a dick so early in the day. (laughs) Hey, Cap and I hold our hands and we support each other when those commercials come on. Someone, someone put on Annabelle's trailer. Oh, we left the cap alone to get food from the movie theater. He looked like you a peed his pants. <laughs> we that got back. Is, that shit is creepy as hell, man. That's an ugly doll. First off, daylight, nighttime. It's like that ugly girl, you know. And you're like, ooh, even in the daylight, you're like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know why I'm dating you. Wow. <laughs> All right. Anyway, All right, well, those Merry Mutants just can't settle on the release date. 20th Century Fox, a.k.a. Disney's newest bitch, is playing musical chairs with three of its four upcoming mutant films. New Mutant was scheduled for an April 13th, 2018 release date, but has been moved to February 22nd of 2019. Deadpool 2 has moved up from June 1st of 2018 to May 18th, putting its opening weekend ahead of Solo, a Star Wars story, and two weeks after Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Word on the street is the move for both films is to avoid competition with other X-Men movies in overseas markets. The barely awaited Gambit movie recently lost its gore, uh, its director, Gore Verbinski, pushing the release date back from February 14th of 2019 to June 7th of 2019. However, X-Men Dark Phoenix still maintains its November 22nd, 2018 premiere date. That's a lot of moves. <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand how you only move a date a few months when you lose your director. Right. Like, like I'm like, well, how hard is it to direct this movie? Again, by the way, the, the Gore Verbinski oh, yeah. is not the first. They've had... Uh, um... They've had uh, the guy from Edge of Tomorrow lived, I repeat. Um, yeah. Um, I still don't Matt think Lyatt. they're up to as, as many official uh, directors that have jumped ship as Flash. And you got to remember that it is an X-Men movie, so it's not yeah. going to be that good anyway. No. It, does, it never had a director. Yeah. So, yeah. That. Doug Lyman. Sorry, that was the previous guy's name. And, and what's funny is you, you're saying all this stuff, and I'm like, just get rid of the gambit. It's like one, one of these things are not like the other. All these other sound like really good, successful movies. And then there's Gambit. I'm like, why are we still talking about Gambit? Why? I mean, it could have been a good movie, and it still might be a good movie. Mike, but... off the podcast, you know you hate Gambit. Gambit is yeah, a very interesting character. I'm He's not a fan note. of Gambit. He's one goddamn note. Is he? 
Oh shit! I want to have sex with you. Oh, I guess not. Oh. Didn't Van Damme do Gambit back in the early nineties? What? That didn't uh, Van Damme do that? Uh, do a Gambit movie in the early nineties with Sudden Impact or whatever? A Gambit as chance. Yeah. Like, why did you uh, chance? My mama took one. <laughs> Wasn't that Gambit? Why does your Gambit sound like Pepe Le Pew? You're talking about imitations? Mike, go ahead before I slap him. Slap the fucking fur off him. All right, what's black black and white and stars Scarlett Johansson? Well, officially nothing yet. But a Black Widow feature film is in early development at Marvel Studios. Reportedly, Marvel Studio president Kevin Fahey has been interviewing writers and consulting with Johansson, but the project is in very early stages with no official green light. (laughs) No official anything, obviously. No cast, no nothing. Well, they got jo- Black Johansson. Widow. That'll be about it. Yeah. <laughs> they got Black Widow. And that's it. But I mean, no, no story. It's kind of like it's funny because DC is behind in everything except for putting out the first female, you know, superhero and DC, DC, Marvel. No, I'm saying DC is behind, but they managed to get Wonder Woman oh, out. Okay. So okay. it's funny how Marvel's ahead of everything else, but can't get a, a female movie out. Yeah, I mean, well, they've already. I mean, they will have their Captain Marvel movie, but, but I mean, DC. That again, yeah, but I mean, but DC. It's like she's one of their main three characters, and the fact that they haven't had her in a theater movie ever is way worse than Marvel not coming out first with a female-led movie. I mean, they only have three main characters to their base, and she's one of them. Well, I agree. You know? So I mean, that that's much more of a shame. Yeah, well, I, I would argue with you, but I would make the podcast so much longer. We always complain about time. So go ahead, Mike, to the next point. We'll talk about that over right. pizza. Last but not least, Arrow, Supergirl, Flash, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Now, what do these shows all have in common? None of them have been renewed for a new season yet. What? What? However, CW Network president Mark Pedowitz said he is confident the series will all be greenlit, but it's just too soon for renewal announcements. Now, of the current superhero roster, Supergirl and DC's Legends of Tomorrow will be in a rotating time slot due to production delays on the Supergirl set. So Supergirl will return on January 15th, but Legends of Tomorrow will replace the Maid of Might for nine weeks, beginning February 12th. Supergirl will then return to its Monday time slot from April 16th to June 18th. Just get a Legends, of, get rid of Legends of Tomorrow altogether. That's just my thing. Eh, it's listen, not that bad. It's not all that the, bad. All the time. Listen, it's sir. better than Gotham. You sound like the abusive wife that fucking says, well, he's nice to me sometimes on Mondays and Fridays every other week. Is he rich? <laughs> Damn, that makes a difference. <laughs> Listen, sir, you do not badmouth Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, oh to it, it does it for itself. Another, th- <laughs> Not to my face. Another thing you're a fan of? Yeah. Oh, God. You swear. You're the patron saint of bad fucking geek shit. I swear to God. Listen, all those shows... <laughs> you have a horrible that- story? Please come to Ralph. He'll, he'll forgive you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all those shows that have been canceled that I love, they will be avenged. I don't think so. Yeah, except here's sure. the thing. No, they won't. <laughs> I'm waiting, still waiting for, um, what was the one? The, the the one that was on Fox, Almost Human? That was a good story. That Even good Mike show. liked that yeah, one. That was a good show. <laughs> yeah, but it's not coming back. None of them will come back. Yeah. Bro. It'll They're come back. back. So once again. Scraps. Scraps. We're not doing this. <laughs> once again, for, if, you, if you're a comic book writer or if you are into any kind of television, Please do not have Ralph like your show because then it'll die. <laughs> so you, what you're telling him is to not make it good, <laughs> or, or or make sure that you don't see it. <laughs> so what is it? They're gonna put out a filter on the screen that prevents my eyes only from not watching it. No, and we're just gonna gouge your eyes out. <laughs> I forgot the rusty spoon. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a sexual position. The rusty spoon. <laughs> is that a, uh, that's all your quick news. What is that with a drunk with a zipper that's just rusted over? <laughs> <laughs> 
my God. <laughs> so I guess it's that all, your quick all the quick news. All right. <laughs> Ralph, That's any, why it's quick. Any quick news, Ralph? I can't remember if I have any quick news. Oh, boy. Okay, so no quick news, gentlemen? Nothing? Yeah. Nothing thrown on the table? All right. So let's get right to it let's because... Because right now we have two guests, and by the way, shout out to Troy, to Hipster Tom, and to Abel, people who wanted to be on the show, but because of scheduling conflicts... You lost! Sorry. (laughs) You are all the weakest link. No, 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 no. (laughs) Well, Troy said he'll defer his Star Wars invitation and take up an invitation for when we do Game of Thrones, which I'm down for. He says Game of Thrones season one. Ooh. Really? We're going to go back that far? Yeah. Well, we have to at some point. I've never seen any of it. Really? And I'm proud of it. Uh, oh, oh, boy. Wow. Yeah, I'll watch it, though. Sounds so, really good. So first we got this guy badmouthing DC Legends of Tomorrow, and you badmouthing Game He's of Thrones. He's not badmouthing. He just hasn't seen, seen it. it. And you said you're proud of it. I'm proud that I haven't you seen should, it. You should be ashamed. He's proud that he's original. He hasn't He hasn't succumbed to peer pressure. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what he said. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. But you yeah. tell him, Mike. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> tell him. Stop. <laughs> I was going to say, just shout out to those guys, because I know Abel was like, yo, when you have your Star Wars podcast, I definitely want to be down. But Abel lives in Buffalo, so he's done. Yeah, he wasn't able. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, Abel, uh, see, see that I made Mike do that just for you. Feel, feel, feel special. <laughs> Troy, we, we just talked about. And Tom, Tom, ever since he has a girlfriend, he can't fucking do shit anymore. Wasn't on for the Walking Dead podcast. Wasn't on for a couple of other things. He had a wedding today. I'm like, well, that's really weird because, I mean. Is he dead? What? Yeah. Having a girlfriend like... shouldn't have changed that. Getting married, then he would be doing nothing. Isn't that wow. right, Cap? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get to hear it anyway. And my, and my daughter is like um, freaking knees deep in freaking um, her, her iPad right now. So she's good. She ain't going to report back. <laughs> it's not that bad, marriage. It's not that bad. <laughs> All right. So let's just get into it before I get into any trouble because I've, I've avoided it so far. All right. So let's talk about Star Wars, The Last Jedi. And with the synopsis, is a man who just can't seem to shut up. MFG Mike, the finance guy. Take it away. All right. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi is the second installment of the Star Wars sequel trilogy. The film was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. The Last Jedi was produced by Lucasfilm and distributed by Walt Disney Studio Motion Pictures with a reported $200 million budget, earning an impressive $591 million domestic with a worldwide total of $1.3 billion. Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi, has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 90% and a Metacritic score of 85 out of 100. Now for a synopsis. Stop me if you've heard this one before, or every time. Someone named Skywalker, a damsel in distress, a band of merry rebels, a non-human crew member, and a sassy droid fight the evil Nazis, I mean the, uh, the Trump administration, what the Empire, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, in the latest installment of the Star Wars franchises, well, all that happens again. But can previous films tell us more about the plot? Well, let's see. Rey has found Luke and begins Jedi training, providing us with a new hope. Poe Dameron is a rogue one defying authority. Snoke's departure mid-trilogy reveals him as a phantom menace. Uh, Kylo Ren v. Rey, dark v-light. The names have changed, but the battle feels like an attack of the clones. The rebels destroyed a dreadnought vessel and flees, but the Empire strikes back. It's a return of the Jedi as Luke comes to save the remaining rebel forces, and Kylo Ren vows to destroy everyone to finally get the revenge of the Sith. The Star Wars franchise moves forward, but only in small steps. But with a new generation of Jedi stable sweepers gaining power, the universe will stay safe. All right, it's starring Mark Hamill as Luke, Wal- uh, Luke Skywalker. Wow. Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. Adam Driver as Kylo Ren. Daisy Ridley as Rey. John Boyega as Finn. Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron. Andy Serkis as the Supreme Leader Snoke. Lupita Nyong'o as Maz Kanata. Damal Gleason as General Hux. Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, 
Gwendolyn Christie as Captain Phasma, Kelly Marie Tran as Rose Tico, Benicio Del Toro as DJ, Laura Dern as Vice Admiral Amelyn Holdo, and Frank Oz as Yoda. I like hearing Frank Oz in the credits. All right, so before we go into Star Wars The Last Jedi, let's press, uh, let's press that button that we paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Thank you very much, Steve. And like I said, that um, that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. After you've already heard the plot synopsis by <laughs> MFG. Damn right. Stush. I feel a movement in the stush. Oh, God. I swear he's going to sue us one day. <laughs> All we right. make it better. Oh, wow. We make it stushier. That's just stush. That's gross. Sounds like a rusty spoon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get into it. Star Wars The Last Jedi. And we brought our two Star Wars geeks to start joining in on the fun because some of us are not as well-versed on the Star Wars universe as others. And kind of like the the conversation I had with the guys before the podcast, there are sometimes you sit there and you wonder, am I not getting this because I'm not a Star Wars fan? Or am I not getting this because it's just not well done? We'll get to that in a second. So, let's go for it. Star Wars Last Jedi. What were some of the things that you liked off the bat? First impressions came to mind. Why are they sitting there like wallpaper? No, so, <laughs> Last Jedi is a very different Star Wars movie. It's, uh, Ryan Johnson has a very interesting way of making films. He makes a lot of bold choices. What I liked about this, uh, Last Jedi is there's a lot of depth to it. Um, uh, it's perhaps in any other Star Wars movie that we've seen. There's a lot more character development. Um, for the characters, both light and dark, that we've seen in any other Star Wars movie. Um, we see some new things, um, and those new things are good, by the way. Um, I guess you're daring us to not like them. No, it's just like, <laughs> and, and I've, and I've, I'm sure we're going to talk about it at oh, some point. Oh, yes, we are. So I, I, I like it. It's new and refreshing, because what... Uh, a lot of people did not like about The Force Awakens is that they said it's too much of a rehash of A New Hope. And I can see that. Um, what I like this is, I mean, obviously stories, not just Star Wars, but any stories, are going to be influenced by other stories. And so this one is, it has a lot of parallels with Empire Strikes Back, but it's definitely not the remake that I think people feared that it might be coming into it, especially coming off seeing Force Awakens. All right. Um, Senator John Paul DeShong, your, your, your answer, sir? That was a really good um, analysis of the movie. I actually like this the best out of all the Star Wars movies. Really? I thought, yeah. I New was, and old or just... Period. All right. Period. Whoa, I, here we go. I had wow, to that, that that's a minute. statement. It was Empire Strikes Back and then... Did you, want to sit on, <laughs> did you want to sit on that a little bit more? <laughs> good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, no, I um, left the theater saying it was just as good as and let it marinate a little, woke up the next day and I was like, I think it's actually a lot better. It's not a lot better, but it's better because it like you said progressive story it was one of the most emotional driven stories and it had a very poignant it was poetic in what it was trying to teach which i'm sure we'll get into um and the character spoiler alert well i won't say it yet but the development of the character had a poignant ending and a very crucial part of the story that a lot of people missed that you know we'll get into as we get into it but okay i liked it the best all right good job all right um, my two guys. That sounds bad. My two guys. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, sometimes you can't have one. You gotta have two. Um, all right. So, what you, you call your balls? My two guys. Wow. <laughs> Just like, yeah. yeah, they sag. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> all right. Um, what what did you guys think? 
I your initial positive impression. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I'm gonna shock you guys in saying I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I know it's shocking coming from me, but (laughs) I I quite enjoyed the movie and uh, a lot of like what JP was saying. You know, like there's a lot of there's a deep message that they were trying to portray there. Uh, I really. I know a lot of people had problems with like Carrie Fisher, the scene that she was in where she's coming back, you know, but I didn't really have too much of a problem with that. Um, it, it really like this movie brought back like the child, childlike wonder that I had watching the first movies when I was younger, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I felt that and I like the fact that it wasn't, I didn't feel that it was sort of like a rehash of the original trilogy, you know? So, okay. Mike, or should I say Captain Critical? You could say that. Okay. So what do you say? Um, I liked it. It was better than The Force Awakens. Um, it, it just feels like they, they, they just starting to feel like the same movies to me. But um, I, I, it was good seeing the faces. Uh, I, I thought that the character development was better. I just realized I didn't care any more about them. <laughs> but wow. it was better. Um uh, that's pretty much all I have to say. I mean, so it's, I, I really don't have a. I mean, I don't have a lot of bad. It's just that it didn't like you know move me in any particular way any more or less than any other Star Wars film has recently. So, so you're saying that it hasn't really. It's not. It was okay, but it wasn't special in the way that people feel that Star Wars is special. Yeah, I, it, like I said, I mean, it didn't. I didn't feel like you know, wow, we're off to something brand new. I, I, but I mean, I didn't mind the journey I was on. It just. I just didn't do anything extra special for me. Believe it or not, there's a part of me that kind of agrees with Mike. I liked it, but I guess I felt like I wasn't wowed by it. There are parts of the movie that I am glad it wasn't a rehash. Because like you guys mentioned the fact that one of the knocks on The Force Awakens is the fact that, oh, it's just like New Hope, blah, blah, blah. And they totally said, no, we're not going to do that or we're not going to even lean towards anything close. And, and, I, and I can appreciate that because then it felt like an original film. The parts of it that... I wish they would have dove into more, and we'll get into that. And there are parts that, you know, that I'm like, there's too much talk. But I think it's because what you guys talk about, the character development, which me as a writer can appreciate. But we'll get to that in a second. So I thought it was, thought it was all right. There's a lot of things that I liked. Like, when the action sequence was on, they were on. That's right. one thing I'll say. Mm-hmm. When the mm-hmm. action sequences were going on, you had me locked in. Like, the beginning, you had Poe damage showing up as a, as a diversion for the, um, for the rebel fleet to attack the, the dreadnoughts. I had a, a Fast and Furious flashback when he was flying that thing. It, it just felt like you know, crazy car stunts in space. Oh, I thought you were fat, like you were Fast and Furious. Just oh. like. <laughs> I just felt like they were trying to destroy the Death Star. I, I did. I mean, just, that's what I'm saying. Like it just always feels like I'm watching the same movie. It's but just different, you know. But I, but was the action intense? Yes, it was. I, I really enjoyed that. It's just I just felt like I was in another movie that I've already seen again. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As Mike put the statement on it. Um, let me ask you this. Um, it, should I address the elephant in the room right away? Which one? <laughs> the one about Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> because I think one of the major things you hear about, and it's funny because Ralph and, and Jazz kind of joked around, you know, about that. It took about a month for us to get this podcast out. But because... Because? Because of the fact that... Um, all right, let me start again. Um, the reason why I bring this up is even though it's only been a month since the movie's come out, it feels longer because so much has gone on, especially talking about the whole um, the fan reaction to the movie regarding especially Luke Skywalker. So let's get into it. Elephant in the room. 
How do we feel about the Luke Skywalker um, portrayal in this movie? Do we feel it made sense? Do we feel it's justified? Um, whoever wants to go first, please go ahead. It makes perfect sense. Brilliant. Go for it. As, as much as a lot of people out there, to some extent me included, does not want to see Luke Skywalker be that what we got, it makes absolute sense if you think about where he's been through the original trilogy and what he's been through. The moment, especially where he says, where's Han? Yeah. And then about all that stuff. It, it's hard to watch, but it makes sense. It's, it's, it's the only Luke Skywalker that makes sense to see based off the events that have happened. Um, and people are saying that, oh, like Luke would, like, I've heard people on the internet be like, oh, Luke would never do that. Yeah. Cause Ben Kenobi and Yoda really stood up to like when they failed and against the dark side and stuff right. like that. It goes to a bigger conversation that we guys always talk about. Um, it's storytelling in movies. And the fact that the reason why I do like this movie so much is because it told a very nuanced story. That's why people are going back a second and the third time. And getting more, <laughs> I'm running the top of this mic right now. You made and, uh, love to that. Yeah, yeah, this mic's gonna love me when I'm done. Um, <laughs> you take it home too. <laughs> Big middle up. Okay. Um, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Off track. Go back. Go. Um, that's why people are going back two and three times and are getting more from it. It's like a good book. You realize we 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 had like you said we had a build up of what we wanted to see. Yeah, we wanted to see. Commander Luke Skywalker go up there and tear down Adats. But what we got was so much more filling. His character was so much more telling, especially with my part was when Yoda was telling him, "You're still you don't looking off into the what's in you're looking off into the horizon, never what's in front of your face." And that whole uh, pass on what you have learned. He's making the same mistakes he made when he left Dagobah. All this, the forty years later, he's still doing the same thing when he did what he did to Kylo. This movie has chock full of stuff like that in this movie. And Star Wars hasn't done that yet. That's why this is so good. There's a lot of little nuanced things that happen that at first, second, and third glance you won't see. I read something the other day where Rian Johnson was talking and um, they were asking him the questions about the internet and everybody debunking the thing. And he actually mentioned that 3PO knew he wasn't there when he walked in at the end. And that's why he winks at him. Right. And it was kind of like, oh, I never even really thought of that. You know, and maybe after the 10th time seeing it, you pick up on it or it makes sense why you would say that or why he used the blue lightsaber. It is an expression of why that happened, but it all has a real breakdown of what happened or why that thing was happening or why they used that. And when we tell, when we go to movies for the most part right now, we don't really get that depth. You know, movies come out and it's more spectacle than it is story. And the story doesn't have anything behind it besides what you're seeing. And this movie had a lot of what was behind it in what you were seeing and you it's not something that needed to be told in a book or some other extended tale even though star wars is known to do that you know no star wars never explained a lot of things right. we're gonna get into snoke right? right did they really explain the emperor either no nope. nah, he came in the third movie you know i'm sure we're gonna get into the knights of ren right but it, i'm sure we'll get into the knights of ren so there's a lot of those questions that haven't been answered yet that people are like, oh, well, how come they didn't do this and how come they didn't do that? And the answer kind of is because you're used to seeing that. And you they don't the, have to. Right. They, right. Well, the storytelling staple kind of is you get into the middle of the story and you find out the origin. You find out what happened to somebody. You find out what their backstory is and then you right. go on from there. And this movie didn't do that. It well, it did hit. that for Kylo Ren. 
I mean, you know, the thing is, I, I didn't notice anything that out of ordinary with Luke Skywalker, though. That's what I find weird. Um, like, when I went there, I'm like, okay, what's this weird thing that I keep hearing people are so angry about? And I'm like, well, it's just a progression of years. I mean, it's 30 years gone by. It's not like this. they're saying this is a month later um, than, uh, what was it, the Return of the Jedi's yeah. the last one? It's not like it's a month later after Return of the Jedi where you'd be like, well, that's a really weird position change. It's 30 years. I mean, history's gone on. History we haven't seen. Right. So that, in other words... If, you, if you're saying that you're just expecting everyone just to be the same, look at yourself. You're not the same. You're not the well, same after a year, let alone 30 years. So I didn't get what the big deal was for because to me, he didn't do anything shocking. He didn't do anything so out of ordinary for a character that, that has experienced more life. Who, who are you talking about? Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. Oh. You know, like, big, like in other words. The biggest thing is know, I think. Sorry, sorry, finish your no, comments. People, understandably, people were hoping so much. Right. To see Master Luke Skywalker. Right. Right. Well, again, so I can hope. understand that disappointment, <laughs> right. but I'm. I what? Well, sorry, I am agreeing with you, Mike. Yeah. Tr- but it makes. It's, no, right. He, I get. I mean, seen some well, shit. Right. That's uh, what I'm saying. It's that. It's just the same thing with like the people that, and we've had this conversation here before, and I've had it a million times with people. It's the same conversation with Jean Grey. Oh, they should bring Jean Grey in the X Men comic because she was. She was what? She was a very useless female character with powers that ended up with this incredible storyline. Died in it. And that was a wonderful end to her. Bringing her back. What is Jean? She's not interesting. She never was interesting. You, In your mind, you wanted her to be interesting. You wanted the story to be interesting. You want to relive that story that you love. You want to relive it again somehow, but you can't. You want to relive it like it's the first time. Same thing with Luke Skywalker. You want him to be X. You want him to be this certain way, this way that you've imagined that he would have just basically been the same person, just getting older and getting more powerful. But it's like, no, he experienced life. He 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 has his demons. He has some PTSD over all the crap he went through. You know, so that to me, from a person that likes to tell stories and to write stories, I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, it's it could have. It's not saying this is a natural progression, meaning this is the only way he could have gone. But it's not out of the it's not out of uh, any believability it's not like in other words if you found out he's on a planet like raping children oh, shit. <laughs> you know, you'd be like okay but, where's the fucking gong time out right but that would mean but, but that would mean who wrote the story script right the Zack Snyder was roasting Zack Snyder <laughs> <laughs> it would mean Zack Snyder wrote the script hold on hold on you know <laughs> yeah, so like so that like you know there that's something that you'd be like okay this is out of the ordinary but this is just he got a little bit bitter. He got a little bit afraid. He feels like a failure. I mean, it happens. He effed up. And especially, you know, may, uh, and that's what, what, I, I, what I find did. What I find weird, though, is that you would be getting these complaints from an older viewing crowd, meaning people that were around with the original Star Wars because they themselves are older. Look at your own life. Are you not more bitter that's than, you argument, know, but than about things that you remember when you were younger? That's my argument. <laughs> but I think that is twofold. Right. I think it's the stories we watch all the time. Movies don't delve that deep. Right. Our storytelling that we go see in movies is not that deep anymore. Right. So you get this movie, you get a Blade Runner. I, this is the conversation. This is the Matrix all over again. It's that conversation. Like when you got into the Matrix and you talked to the so the architect, and they're just like, "Well, this is where you lost me." Well, like, how did you, you like it or not? You have to defend the fact that the dude was a machine and he talked like a machine and that was solid for what the story needed to tell. Right. He wasn't going to be a casual dude. He wasn't going to be the Oracle. So you can like it, but you can't defame it or you can't say it was bad storytelling because. The dude's going to talk in these mathematical riddles. This movie, on a certain level, did that. And the expectation, like you're saying, was that we wanted him to be this majestical, perfectly mental, capable guy. 
what made it so brilliant was that he fell for the same reasons he failed the second time when he went to go rescue Han to Cloud right. City. And there's a lesson he didn't learn 30 years later. And then bought into the fact that because he did this thing that helped wipe out the Jedi, he bought into his own hype. I mean, a bo- uh, right. destroyed the Empire, rather. Mm-hmm. He, bought, he bought into his own hype. Right. And ended up making the same mistakes that Obi-Wan did, actually. Yeah. And he actually kind of just knocks Obi-Wan when he's talking to Rey about how you know, one and one Jedi was instructional in creating Darth Vader, and it was like, oh wow, he just shot on Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was. But at the same time, though, he's actually you know shitting on himself because he also realized that he created. He it. actually right. was you know? right, and Ray was like, and there was one that saved him. Like, and I think that's what the movie. That's the brilliance of the movie. I have a friend who was when we first when Force Awakens first came out, and he was saying, uh, I would have just been happy if it was years later and they were all dead. He was like, I, I didn't want to I would have been fine. And, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, when I, he saw it and we, I called him and we talked. I go, All right, are you kind of getting your wish? I said, They're not dead, but they show up and they die. Well, and he's mean, like, Yeah, I kind of am. Well, I had said um, with the, the, the last movie, with The Force Awakens, I said, You know, after seeing that, I'm like, They're taking too long to get rid of their old cast. I, I mean, you know, because now, okay, we're down, what? Two out of I'm going to no, just we're done. I'm going to <laughs> we're, because we're we not, have no choice now. Well, because, no, yeah. that there's there's that wonderful thing of zombifying everybody for as long as you want, um, in in, in CGI. But they've I, actually made a statement that they're not going to do that. Well, that's great, but I mean, they act, well unless they kill her off screen, they're gonna have to figure out you know what I happens think, with her there. there think, but, but, sorry, there's an option there that nobody's. I mean, I'm. They can they can be cast the part. They have not said. They said that, that Carrie Fisher. Be, they have. They have. They have said that Carrie Fisher will not appear. They did not say that Leia will not appear in episode nine. I, I think you want to talk about putting fans backs against the wall. They'll walk out of the theater. I can see fans walking out of it. No, if that that's one. the story that yeah. needs to be told, you we cast the part. I I, yeah. I, I I offer a third option. It was they had the escape route when Leia blew up and fell off the ship. I was just right. going to say. I was they like, had it. Is right. it me or did the, everybody go? Oh, she's going to eat we it. All here. Went, we of course, all went. everybody was expecting her to eat it there. I literally went. Oh, that's how they did it. And then right. they showed her floating in space. I was in the theater and I was like, oh, we don't need to see this. We like, don't need to see her explode. <laughs> but the fact that they didn't kill her means that she's important to the story, which is what they were saying in the third one. She plays a major part. But I offer this third this third option to you. What if she dies early in the first in the third movie, whereas they don't have to recast her because she's not going to be in it that much? Well, no, I mean, I, well, I had said to someone else, I said, I'm assuming that she'll die right away in the third movie. Right. Because, I mean, they, there's always spare footage, and they probably ever, even filmed a little bit more. That's what I'm saying. More, Did you, you ever know? see the original Force Awakens trailer where uh, Maz Kanata hands, yep. hands Leia the lightsaber? Yep. I guarantee Abrams puts that in the third movie. Right. I guarantee there are scenes that are in, like, Rey in front of the Knights of Ren. Right. That part, I'm sure that's going to be in the movie because, especially because Abrams is doing it, and he executive produced right. this one, I think, or had some kind of hand in it. But right. they can easily put that in. Oh, yeah, but, but, but my thing is, though, it's just that they're taking too long. And I think that's another thing that it's kind of like the, you know, ripping the Band-Aid off. It's it's getting these fanboys because, I mean, it's such a beloved universe. They got to get over that. It's like, really? well, I mean, but yeah, the thing is, but that's what I'm saying. They're dragging it out. Let's put it this way. You, I mean, again, and I'm playing fast and loose with this. Um, you have your droids. You have Luke, Han, Leia, Chewbacca, and the Millennium Falcon. That's your core okay. character of everything. You've only gotten rid of two characters. That Millennium Falcon, 30 years old, after already being old beforehand, mm-hmm. is still outracing everything new. That's impossible. At least you haven't told us you've redone it. Hey. So like, so that I'm just saying, though, that it's like, just you need to get rid of your toys. You need to get rid of your characters. If you want this to move forward, if you want this to be the trilogy that it needs to be, you need to stop 
holding on to these old things. You know, it's it's just well, move I ahead. I, I like the Falcon. I think the Falcon is a character. He was the that, first well, character that, well, that showed up. But, in but that's Awakens, why I just but, mentioned it as a character. I'm just saying, but, but like it's just. It doesn't renew if Ray takes over the Falcon and Charlie. It's shooting. just it's this thirty year old ship. It's like you're telling me that like all this technology that they're building and they can't stop a freighter. But that's the argument. <laughs> you is know? that the the twelve parsecs? Like we don't know how twelve long twelve parsecs is. At least I don't. It's about but this long. Is it okay? Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, he did a he did the finger measurement for those who didn't see that. Um, <laughs> Which is everybody except for us. The argument on the Falcon is it is that's the aggravating thing is that this old ship is still beating Star Destroyers and all this other stuff, which is why Kylo well of course that's a dig to his family, but he's like, Get get that piece of junk. It's right. just a relic of the old times. It's it's the old anime of Cowboy Bebop. Spike has the 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 Red Sparrow, whatever that ship is called, and it's supposed to be some antique ship that doesn't that isn't supposed to match up with any modern technology right. yet he flies it so well it competes it's kind of that yeah. argument i mean i get it it's just it needs to be done it, it, you're creating a new universe mm. create a new universe don't piecemeal it to me because like i said it's just it just stands out it, you know because the thing is if you redo the millennium falcon that is up to standard then it's really not the same millennium falcon right, right. so therefore it's this same old piece of junk and I don't mean that at derogatory. I'm just right, saying, like right. you just said, that, no, I mean, it's, that it's is what Luke said when you he know, saw it. That so. is just right. constantly able to. Like, I'm like, so you guys haven't figured out anything that blasts stronger, moves faster, you know? Because it's a big ass ship as well, you know. That right. it's just this kind of a thing. I'm just like, just because I thought in the uh, the Force Awakens that when they were going through that weird dodging thing, mm-hmm. I thought that they was going to get destroyed then. Okay, you know, I, you know, I was like, oh, you know, so. Just trying to figure out where they're going to go because I just feel that they need to just stop hand-holding the audience. All right. Um, only for the sake of time and because I want to make sure we hit certain parts about the movie. Uh, I'm going to say a subject or a concept from the movie and I want somebody to just say the first thing that comes to their mind, how they feel or something that just comes to their mind. So, Yo mama. Wow. <laughs> Damn. You know she listens to the podcast now, Mike. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> Yeah, well done. Not all latent shit. All right, so let's go for a couple of things just to kind of cover some of the things that we have. And if you guys have things that you want to throw in there, let, let, let's do it. Um, did you guys feel like it was too much dialogue? Like I mentioned before, some people said it's good exposition. Other people said it's too long. Do you feel like yes or no, too much dialogue? This is the best written Star Wars movie that we've had. Sorry, sorry, sorry Lawrence Kasdan. I was fine with the dialogue. I agree. I agree. Dialogue is okay. Okay. Um, how do we feel about Benicio Del Toro's character? Pointless. Pointless. It, 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 it yeah. was better because you have an actor of the caliber of Benicio del Toro to help, but it's unne- yeah. sorry, unnecessary. I mean, you're right, unnecessary. I, I don't think he's done yet. I think he'll be back. Oh, I'm sure he'll be back. Oh, he'll definitely be back. I can't say that until until the, the trilogy's over. He's he's Orlando. It might have just been his introduction. He, yeah, I'm about to say he, you know, which yeah. which G. If he's Orlando. Like I said, have we heard these things before I don't, I don't and before again? I, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. he is that it, guy. It felt, it felt like it because I'm yeah. like the, uh, the 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 good guy, but known to be shifty and then doing something underhand. He was like but, he was like Han, and he didn't go to the rebels. That's why I felt he was kind of, <laughs> he was kind of that dude. Yeah, yeah he's like I'm helping myself. Yeah, you know. Um, what about how do you guys feel about Finn's role in this movie? Yeah. Do you feel like they kind of like sucked some of his of his interesting points out? I was bothered that he was. There were interesting to run. points. To help Ray, that kind of bothered me. What? I was I was bothered by he was the fact he was still trying to get away. Like after all he saw and all they were going through, his yeah. first instinct was to go pot pot himself away and 
to go with the Rey. beacon to save Ray. I was I just kind of like, you still doing that? I gotta save like, the woman with all the power that I don't have. You know, and <laughs> yeah. I had a buddy. I told it to a buddy. He's like, well, it's only friend he had, and I'm like, I hear you, but Pose is, uh, but Pose is his friend. Yeah, Pose is mofo. Yeah. Pose is friend. But she was the one that believed in him and all this other stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, I believe in Santa Claus, but I don't go around saving him. I wish. I mean, I know a lot. A lot of people uh, they see Finn as like just a comic relief character, and yes, I oh, mean really? John Boyega has oh. a lot of charisma and he cracks a lot of jokes. The dude is a trained warrior. Just like in the forest. You mean like the 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 other stormtroopers that can't shoot anything? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just making fun of him. Because he is trained like that. No, it's just like at the end of Force Awakens, in the forest, when he lights up the lightsaber and Ren's like, it belongs to me, he's like, come and get it. And he goes toe-to-toe with him. The dude can fight. And I wish we had seen a lot. I I mean, we got to see at the end when he's in the speeder, I wish we could have seen a little. I mean, because Finn can fight and... At the end, he becomes a little bit. When I was, I legit thought that he was going to die. I did, and I was yeah. okay with yeah. that really? because oh. no, he could be caught. So. And I mean, yeah. yeah, but I legit thought this is his time, and I, I was okay with that because he's about to become the true war hero that everybody really does think he is. Right. I wish we'd gotten a little bit more of the warrior Finn. Yeah. See, the um, part about Finn, uh, the, the character, you just um, that every now and then I, when I'm looking at him, I'm just like. So you're basically the mopping guy of the floor, yet you fight better than every stormtrooper that there has ever been, including the waste of time Captain Phasma, who is truly a waste of time. That's the new Boba Fett. So happy that Phasma's gone. She's not gone. She's not gone. The moment, okay, I'm sorry. I know we're talking about episode eight, but in in Force Awakens, the moment they're like, lower the shields, she's like, no. Then Finn's like, lower the shields. She's like, okay. Character instantly becomes worthless. (laughs) Instantly. I guarantee she's coming back in the next one. She is not dead. Oh, yeah. A friend of mine was telling me that they did some uh, comic book run uh, with the history of Phasma. And they explain her armor is made out yeah, of the Emperor's uh, Palpatine's old ship. Yeah, she helped uh, Husk kill his father, and therefore he took order of the Sith of yeah. the of the of the First Order. The ships are actually old dreadnought ships from the canon of the Old Republic, and that, still nobody cares. And, and, yeah, I was yeah, about to say, I'm all like, this you know. backstory. There is yeah. backstory. So, no, there's yeah, backstory, so. but it's like you don't give me backstory in a comic book. You know, like well, that's what I'm saying. Star Wars always did that. There was, right. oh, it was never. It was like here they are. If you no, want and to I can appreciate them, that for the books, that. but I'm like in this day and age now that you've gone out of your way to rewrite your canon, it's like you know, it's like you're giving me backstory, but you're giving me literally nothing in the film. Like C3PO's red arm. Yeah, that just disappeared. So <laughs> you got it fixed. So <laughs> she's crossbones, yeah. as I was saying. She's going to come she's back in civil <laughs> in civil war and have just horrible burns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it'll melt into her face and and cause burns. So she'll just be Doctor Doom. <laughs> Um, <laughs> maybe a better oh, wow. Doctor Doom on screen that we've seen so far. Wow. <laughs> Let me throw this out there. What do you guys think about um, Kylo Ren's relationship with um, with Ray? Do you feel like it's very um, Luke and um, Vader esque? No. Or do you feel like it's it's romance amongst the Jedi? I thought it was very emo. Period. I thought it was emo too, and it needed to be. Yeah. I thought the kid. I liked. I liked this movie. Maybe like Kylo Ren a lot more because he wasn't Vader. Vader is Anakin in his prime. Right. Uh, he comes back to uh, Snoke, and Snoke basically is like the worst Han. He's like a, a worse version of Han. He comes in, he's like, I killed my dad. He's all like, look what you did. It splits you in half. And he's like, I've given everything to you. And he says that, and the first thing he says is, take that fucking mask off your face. Like, he's just I don't think he said it exactly like that. The tone behind it was like, if you don't take that fucking mask off, 
that one, that kill, that was one like, quick force lightning thing was super cool. Though. That was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. You just threw yeah. it on the ground. Well, I mean, what, what was nice though, I mean, when he's told him to take off the mask, is just that. First of all, Vader had a reason for wearing the mask, and he was put into the mask by the guy that was the Emperor. So a, it, it all makes sense. But this one, he's basically saying, "You're playing dress up, and I don't need this." Right. <laughs> you know. Right. You know, it's like I don't require it, and it's me anyhow. So just take the damn mask. Well, off. there's a story why he wears the mask, but that's back sure. again. Kylo, that's I'm sure. So <laughs> Kylo Ren's relationship with Rey actually, um, it's great and it's really cool, especially when um, the when you when you get like the Rashomon sequence. Rashomon is a movie that was made by Akira Kurosawa, my favorite director. Oh, who man, was, was my favorite director? Who was a huge yeah. influence on George Lucas? If you don't right. know, Rashomon tells the story of different people telling their points of right, view about what theme. happened. Yeah. Right. So the flashback with Ben. And Luke and trying to kill him and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, it's it's an incredible thing and it changes the relationship between Ray and Kylo Ren, and it, it's a very very interesting thing because you know it's trying to redeem him and yet they double down with Kylo Ren about him being irredeemable because like yeah. the moment where like he uh, when he kills Snoke and then Ray's like well, come on we have to save the fleet and he's like no he has moved beyond the wannabe Vader. Right at this point, um, which it's great and like uh, the second time I watch Star Wars, I see Adam Driver's performance like Kylo Ren. It's like this dude's awesome. Like his performance as the character, because it's so easy. To, it would be too easy just to play Ben Solo as a brat. Yeah. So the relationship that you see with Ray and it, the, I, and I hope it carries over into nine. And I'm I'm predicting we're probably going to get the final showdown between the two of them. Uh, well, you can see in the end. I was going to say that too, that I was going to say, I thought the thing I liked about Star Wars was very Akira Kurosawa-esque. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. there was a, there's a lot of mantra. There's a lot of hubris. That movie's about hubris right. on different ends. On Like on the First Order's end, it's it's actually the guys in charge and under the rebellion or the resistance, rebellion's end. It's basically the younger cats thinking they hold all the cards. Paul Dameron. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Leia deserved to shoot. He just shot everybody in that bridge. <laughs> he just shot 3PO for just being there. But, um... <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> I thought that um, the part in the end where she senses him, she's on a falcon. When he's in the, when he's already in the base, yep. and he knows they're going. He picks up the dice, and she hits. Her, she closes she, the door. She, she she gives that look like, yeah, we're done. I tried. And she hits the door, and it's like, when I see you again, we're gonna it's settle on. this the right way. You know, it's very much. I didn't want. They shot Han Solo, man. That that was like this generation. They killed like <laughs> you know, I'm the Han Solo generation. The kid can't be redeemed. For like, those of you that can't see, JP is wearing a Han Solo shirt that says, I know, and him holding a gun, which means he shot first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more question before we get into the quiz and then go into ratings. Um, do you feel like, um, because of the fan re- do you think that Ryan Johnson was taken off the film because of the reaction to the film that is such a difference from Force Awakenings, or you just think it was just... Something that they had in the car. Wait, wait. What do you mean taken off? I was about to say, what do you mean taken off the film? Because no, Ryan Johnson. No, he did. He did eight. Yes. Right. But, no, but he not. But not he was never attached yeah. to nine. There, there was. It was always. There were rumors. There, there were rumors that he mm-hmm. might help to write nine, but it was always going to be Colin Trevorrow to directing mm-hmm. it. But it turns out when the hiring process happened back when Trevorrow was still sitting on, it was just going to be all Colin Trevorrow. He got taken mm-hmm. off. Okay. I think Ryan Johnson should come in to help with nine. Well, he's going to do the next three. I think well, they he's like doing. So he's much. doing some other. He's doing his own. And for the love of God, Disney, let him do that. Just please. What do you think they're going to do? Well, I, hey, what would be your fanboy hope that the next movies will be? Old Republic. Thank you. Mm. 
Old but Republic. I don't okay. care as long as it's if, a new story. If they do Old Republic, the dude like he Ryan Johnson had bring, bring such an amazing creative energy to Episode Eight. Let him tell a new story. Yeah. Let him don't let him be. I want anybody to tell a new story don't that does it, not involve any. Do of not if they do the Knights of the Old Republic is a thousand years before any of this. Don't in, don't so. inhibit his creativity. Right. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I took off my, my headset for a second and I'm like, oh, it's all war over here. Okay. So I don't know. Should, should we do the ratings first and then the quiz? I want to know what we thought about Rose Tico. And by the way, why is it that Ray is the only one that doesn't have a last name? But that's, I'm like, I mean, Rose Chewbacca. Finn, as unimportant Finn. as unimportant in the world. Like, have a name. He didn't have a name, but I'm just saying. But like, Chewbacca. Like it's, it's like Ray, and then you get Rose. Her Tico, parents you know. had no last. They were drunks. So, they were drunks. Ray drunk parents. <laughs> yeah, but, but but they had to have last names. I mean, then she would have no first name if they were that drunk and lazy. They were, they were literally like, ah, her name is, is Ray. Just take her. Just give me the booze. We're out. They they didn't. But what do we think nah, of Rose? Like, what do we think of Rose Tico? I thought she gave Finn character, character that he needed. I don't want to see Ray end up with Finn. I want Ray. I rather no Finn. jungle fever, really. I mean, I think it's gonna. I don't want to. Ray needs to go be by herself and become whatever she needs to be. Um, but at, at the least, same time, they the, might say something along the line of maybe what that's what the Jedi needed is not to be so um you know solo and be monks, but to live and have a family and learn to balance out life. I see your yeah. I see your I'm just tossing out there as a, as a, as a and plot. I'll raise them and by saying I think Skywalkers fuck up the force. Well they're pa- every time a Skywalker somehow. comes along, something goes wrong. I mean <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't established she's a Skywalker. No 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 I'm saying thus far with the two right. that showed up. Yeah. She's not kinda, by the way. Everything I hope she's not. No, no she better like, not be just, she better not be on your point. How good was Luke's when he gives the because I was Luke Skywalker right, monologue? Right, that yeah. was great. No, that How was good. good was that? That yeah, was really right. good. Right, because like in the legend, you know, like that was great. Right. Um, but I do think that Rose kind of gives Finn purpose. She kind of keeps him in line. Right. Like from the beginning, she was all geeked about him, and she saw the bag, and she got real serious. Real, oh, quick. yeah, yeah. You're but but, like, but I just I just am like. We protect those things that we love. Kiss. I'm like, you've known him for about half a day. Yeah, I but she know. crushed. She was crushing. Him. I was like, when what the hell is going on with like, that? Yeah, yeah, she definitely yeah. was crushing on. She was crushing him. That was just one of those weird things. I'm like, okay, but no, but I liked her as a character. And if I didn't like her at first, then by the end, I warmed up to her, and then I'm like, oh. And I really don't think people are all like, it's going to be a relationship. Like she kissed Finn. I don't think he. I don't. Well, he's like, not I don't feeling think he's, it. He's I don't, yeah, not I don't think he's like, it. yo, yeah. we're a couple now. Because he's, he's like, I've like, only known you. Just saved my life and kind of so showed me the good way. So a she, way she, to be. she, Amy added and Lois laned him. You know, I've only known you for a moment, but you're the I, love of my life. And he's like, I don't know. I you. think it was cool, like getting a character from her perspective, like mm-hmm. her past and her background, coming into that. Um, it was. I mean, and it gave, and it gave, it gave Finn a lot of purpose. Right. It sort of brought a new element to the story of the whole uh, rebel- resistance first order thing. Yeah, right. Hmm. That's very informative. <laughs> Would you like to go on with that? Please say more. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's much deeper. All right. Anything else you want to add? Because I, I mean, I know we should have made this a two-hour podcast, and I apologize. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that I mean, you know, think about it. The, the points that we we go into, we're kind of thumbing through it. We're rushing through it. You know, there's a lot of things that you know. We could probably, like, you know, hit on, on a deeper level. I can go lightning round really quick. It doesn't matter that Ray's parents are nobody. It doesn't matter that Snoke was nobody. Laying fly, Leia flying through space is okay. You don't, like, you don't have to make the movie that the fans wanted. I agree. Uh, I think uh, if I, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to make a sports reference. Go for it. There was this coach, I believe he was called Buddy Ryan. 
There was a quote oh where he said, God. if you listen to the fans, you'll be sitting with them next week. <laughs> I'm serious. You don't have to make the movie that the nice. fans... I mean, yes, I mean, it has, Star Wars is perhaps... It's special in the way that the fan, ma- the fan base is huge. But to all the haters out there, I'm not saying you don't have to like the movie. But don't not like the movie because you... The movie wasn't made the way you wanted it to be. Oh, that should be the movie was standing movie. at the time. That's what's going to matter. Yeah. yeah. They'll look back on it a couple of years from now and be like, you know, that was really solid. Dudes are getting over the fact that they wanted this thing that wouldn't make sense anyway. Luke going dark. So there's three Sith now? Or there's three bad guys in this movie? How's that? How would that have worked if Luke went to the dark side? Then you have Snoke, Luke, and Kylo Ren against the... Res- Come on. Like, people don't think their thoughts out. When they want something, yeah, okay, we wanted to see General Skywalker. The argument, real quick, I apologize. Uh-huh. With um, oh, was Luke wasted? Or, or I wanted to see a true, I wanted to see a true representation of his power. He should have tore down the Adats, and I'm he like, he projected oh, himself ah, across. Like, don't Sorry. do that. Don't do that. Don't Finish. Do that. that was my answer. Is like so, him projecting himself across the galaxy, pinpointing to exactly where he was, and even when he was gone, the images of what he left behind were still there. Wasn't a strong enough version of the Force. And I will add that he had the most important Jedi death in all Star Wars movies. I dare you to find someone who was more relevant. If Luke did not do what he did, the Resistance would have died. There were 20 dudes left. That would have been it. There still are 20 dudes left. There are 20, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They fit in a Falcon, like literally. No, seriously. And like, they're not even cramped either. So like, I don't know if we have enough space. Like, oh, this is nice. (laughs) This is roomy. (laughs) All right, all right. So should we go ratings then lightning round? Or... Lightning round and ratings. No, the lightning round's gonna take a while. <laughs> All right, ratings. This way we could do it. Uh, we could take a, a quick second. Um, ratings for Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Ralph, I give it eight. Uh, Snoke's cut in half out of ten. All right, Mike, I give it eight. Training to become a Jedi is surprisingly easy out of ten. <laughs> I give it seven porgs out of ten. Jazz. Nine point five incredible Yoda cameos out of ten. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. And last but not least, JP. You took my prog reference. I was gonna say Porg. Porg. P O R G. Porg. I was gonna say I'll give it a nine roasted porks for Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> Which was funny watching him eat. That was great. Oh god, so good. They guilted him into not eating. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Star Wars, The Last Jedi, definitely split down the line, but you should definitely see it for yourself. Guys, don't go anywhere. We have a little quick quiz. Be right back. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right. It's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak, so download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. And now we're back with some Star Wars questions, which we affectionately call My Lightsaber is Bigger Than Yours. And with with your host, MFG, Mike Devine has guy. 
To be masters of Star Wars knowledge, you both claim. Yes, but the same as knowledge proven, knowledge claimed is not. So prove your knowledge by answering these questions, you will. Yes. To the question before answering, carefully listen. Hmm. Ten seconds to answer correctly before your opponent you have. If not, you both lose the round. <laughs> Celebration and winning there is, but no shame in losing there is. Yes. Named Master of Star Wars this year, who will be? The meaning of tie in TIE Fighter, what is? Twin Ion Engine. The correct answer is Twin Ion Engine. He's going to win. <laughs> Very bad. We all know Dark Sith Lords are, yes. But of the, dark, of the first Dark Lord of the Sith, who knows the name? Darth Bane. That is wrong. Oh! It's, it's, uh, oh, man. I, I don't remember his name. Well, Darth Bane started the rule of two. So. Ajunta Paul. The correct answer is. All right. To Endor Han Solo took a, co- a commando crew. The first to volunteer for the mission, who was? Hmm? Leia. That is the correct. No. Chewbacca. No. Chewbacca, the correct uh, answer is. That's one. <laughs> General, count me in. Okay. The name of Admiral Akbar's command ship in the Battle of Endor was what? Home One. Correct. Oh my god. It's like he studied. <laughs> Adult Ray in The Force Awakens. How old is? Hmm? 19. Correct. Uh, I had no clue back. <laughs> his T-16 Skyhopper, where on Tatooine did Luke Skywalker race? Hmm? Beggar's Canyon. Yep. You beat me to it. <laughs> Born 19 BBY, young Luke Skywalker was. BBY mean what does? Hmm? Before the Battle of Yavin. Correct. Oh my God. It's also known as the Battle of the Death Star. Stop talking, Black Yoda, please. <laughs> 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 The name of Kylo Ren's Star Destroyer, what is, hmm? Oh, I know the name of so I know the name of Snoke Ship. I don't know the name of Kylo Ren's Star Destroyer. Both run out of time you have. Finalizer, the correct answer is. Oh wow. When Jedi Padawan Qui Gon Jin was, his master was who? It was uh Count Dooku. Correct. Finally, grown-on clone troopers were, hmm, which planet? Camino. Correct. And with a score of six to six to two. Six Jasmine, to two. Six to two. Because uh, there's, right. there's two questions. I better be keeping count. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. You can count? <laughs> wow. All right. All right. So, Jazz, wow. Wow. I'm a little scared. <laughs> Taylor around and let him go outside once in a while. (laughs) 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 All right, so don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. (laughs) Geeks on the Go. Now we're Moyota. That's the most clever thing you came up with? Now we're Moyota? Yeah. Try it again. No. God, I swear to God. All right. Do I criticize you? All All the time. time. Yes, I know. (laughs) But you don't get to criticize me. Uh, I don't get to criticize you. All right. So you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. I'm not even going to say we're going to try to make it under a minute. We have five fucking people on this panel. Four of them are answering. And with you and Mike? Uh Uh-uh. What are you talking about? I, I've done a Geeks on the Go where there's two questions and you motherfuckers make it your purpose to make it as long as possible. That's because it takes you a minute and a half to ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> I've done questions where the answers will only be one word. 
Oh boy, all right. So let's go for it. Ready, set, go. Was the black BB-8 entirely necessary? Ralph. Was it necessary? Hmm. Let me recall. Hold on. See, look at the shit I'm talking about right here. <laughs> Jazz. Could have been any droid. It didn't have to be a BB unit. Yeah, but it looked just like him. Um, um, JP? R2 needs a counterpart, yeah. Wow. <laughs> My BB-8, rather. Uh, the actual name is BB-9E, and no. Droids don't need nemesis. Ooh. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, so out of the past three Star Wars movies... What was the most memorable image that you can remember right now? Jazz. Rogue One, Vader igniting his lightsaber in the hallway. Wow, okay. JP. Um, Holdo going through the Superstar Destroyer. All you mean right. the Supremacy, which is the name of Snoke's ship? Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Mike. A Super Duper Star Destroyer. Kylo Ren's, <laughs> Kylo Ren's cross guard lightsaber. That's about it. All right. <laughs> cross guard lightsaber. And Ralph. Han Solo taking it in the chest. All right, so we have somebody to say it. Last question. If you I could, literally didn't remember it until now. If you could <laughs> hire Bubble Fett to kill one set of people, who would it be? The Ewoks? Time's out, like I fucking told you. Um, the Ewoks, the Gungans, the Porgs, or the people who claim that Boba Fett can be anybody in any fictional universe? Ralph. Uh, so first I'd have Boba Fett take care of those last people. Yeah. Ewok, right? No, no, one, you get to kill one. One set okay. of people. All right, can I finish? Makes sense. Can go, I finish? Go for it. All right. I'd have him do that, but uh, the condition is at the very end, he has to take himself out. Uh. <laughs> okay, very interesting. All right. <laughs> JP. Misa want the Gungans. <laughs> Jazz. Definitely option four. The problem is I can't pay him overtime, so it's not good. <laughs> and Mike. Can't he just kick the guy to push him into the Sarlacc pit? <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. All right. So... Um, shout-outs. Do we have any shout-outs to give out, Ralph? Uh, I would like to shout-out these two fine gentlemen here for coming on the show. You're welcome. Not you guys. Oh. You guys are always here. <laughs> but I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. A, you're all right. Okay. You're okay. You're not a gentleman, though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Reaping kids on a fucking plant. Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, anybody else? No, 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 really, no. No, okay, Mike. Ah, uh, uh, screw these guys. I wish other people had shown up. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, damn! <laughs> shout out to uh, my Air Force niece because I'm still waiting for word that we're official. <laughs> and then the rest of you people, you know, I love you all. Oh, yes. That reminds me, uh, former uh, student of ours, uh, Eddie. Once he's gonna start listening to it, Eddie Martinez. Yeah, I just shouted him. I was about to say Eddie Munster. I'm like, what? But Eddie Martinez is such a fucking common name. There's like 20 of them. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, at a Marine base, so he's gonna try to get his Marine friends to listen to. Oh my god! So we might be the official podcast of the Marine Corps. Ooh, no. <laughs> no, you will not. Uh, <laughs> I think we we could, oh, but there is one other thing that I did need to mention. That uh, uh, so a shout out to Johannes only because he reminded me this is Semela season. Oh, that's right. He's been putting it all on Instagram. Yeah. For those that don't know about Semla, and I can't describe it as well as Mike because Mike number one bought it. Fuck fucking tr- fucking tra- track that thing down. Semla is a dish served in. Where? Sweden. Thank you, Sweden. Uh, <laughs> all I know is like whipped cream and it's chocolate oh. and it's fucking great. Look at that. Chocolate? I, I imagine it with chocolate. I just remember it being good. <laughs> Fuck I just, you guys. I just imagine it being really, really, really good. Where's anyway. my Semla? Huh? It's at the same place his uh, was at the store. <laughs> go to Fika. And it's season and it's seasonal, so they only make it during the winter. So if you go to any of It's not even during the winter. I think it's only around what is it, uh is it before 
uh, Good Friday or something like that. It's something to do, I think, the Easter time period, I believe. So let's go get some semblance right now. Who's down? I only wish. Who's down? <laughs> I only wish. We're actually, it may not even be Easter. It might be for Fat Tuesday. I'm not sure. So I think it was Fat Tuesday. I, yeah, yeah, I think it, think it ends by yeah. then, yeah. Fat Tuesday's right. up in there. Call right. the cat. Wow. <laughs> Jazz. I need to actually do a shout out to my nonfiction girlfriend. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, this will take a while. No, no, because the thing is, like, I told her I'd kind of be home right now, so I need to book it as soon as we're oh done. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> Taylor Ann, I'm sorry. I know you're listening in retrospect. I am so sorry. This is my fault. My kid. My, my fault. So to blame me. Blame me. I don't uh, apologize I mean, at all. You knew you married a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> married? Eh, same thing. <laughs> Relationship married, same thing. Same, same choice. Either way, they're both dead inside. Wow. <laughs> and last but not least, JP. Uh, well... I'm going to miss someone, so I'm going to say no one, and then that way everybody can be mad at me because I didn't shout anybody out because I love all of y'all. So Except for Victor Dandridge, but you know. Victor Dandridge! <laughs> Victor Dandridge, has he ever listened to one episode? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make mine quick. My sh- Damn. My shout out, of course, to my wife and uh, obviously to... Um, Abel and Troy and, and to like you mentioned Johannes and to Ruben Ruben you haven't talked about the podcast in a while so what the fuck's going on he's been making a sandwich alright <laughs> anybody else <laughs> alright I think we're done so for MFG Mike the Finance Guy RT Square we're off the tech for Jazz and for John Paul Deshong this yeah. is the cap saying keep it geeky and may the force be with you